Hi, I'm Nancy, and this is Nancy Knows Nothing. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I hope everyone had a very healthy and happy Thanksgiving. I did. Thank you for asking. Today's guest is the camera lady, also known as my mother. Super excited that she agreed to come on, even though I think it was her idea, but she claims it wasn't. Thought it would be interesting because, you know, she has pretty strict rules when we make videos. She doesn't like to be on camera. And then if she interacts too much and I show her, she's like, oh, I don't really like my voice on camera. So for her to be on this, it was a lot. I wanted her to come on because we have been quarantining together since the beginning of it all and it's been a very interesting experience, mostly for her because I feel like as anyone, the quarantine, I, the, mo- the moods, they just swing and there will be moments of euphoric joy and happiness and I'll be singing and dancing around the house and then sometimes we're watching a show and I pause it and I just turn to her and I'm like think I'm gonna die alone and she's like all right what's the matter and she's very kind and patient but she's you know she's had to put up with a lot and then one day randomly I just said to her I am going to roast a chicken and I think you should film it and ever since then I've been like barking orders at her to like (laughs) the video I did of uh, trying to be a news reporter I was trying to describe the idea to her I'm like I think I want to do a video where I'm like pretending and she was like what? Like she was lost as any sane person would be. I'm like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Tomorrow morning before you have to work, 7 a.m., she need you to drive to these locations and we're going to do this, this, and this. And she's just like, okay, sure. You know, she's just such a good sport. She really is a great woman. And you know, I don't tell her that enough. Anyway, this episode, we talk about our time quarantining together. We start off with when our dog got hit by a car And then we talk, she goes into some stories of me when I was younger, which are pretty entertaining. And then we end with some sayings that her mom always used to say that we say that I always think are interesting. So it's, I think it's a great episode and honestly, she'll probably never let me do it again. So you should listen while we have her. So please enjoy episode of Nancy Knows Nothing with the camera lady, my mother. I would like to welcome the camera lady to the podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Glad to be here. Are you though? Not really. No, thank you for your honesty. Um, I will say it was your idea. Was it? Yeah, you said like a week ago, you're like, you know, I was thinking I could, and I was like, wow, and then you were backed away, but. I'm not sure about that. No, it was. Mm. Um, I know you do like to. Well, I don't even know if you like to be behind the camera. I think you would not <laughs> want to be involved at all if you had a choice. But I do appreciate you coming on. I thought we could talk about, you know, what we've been going through in quarantine, some old childhood stories, some um, sayings that your mom passed down that we talk, say all the time. Mm-hmm. Sure. So we'll dive right in. So you and I have been quarantined. Well, like we've been through together through this pandemic since the beginning. Correct. And right before the quarantine happened, my father, your husband, moved to Atlanta for a job. Correct. And you were going to follow, but things happened. And so it was just you and I here. Well, it's just, it's not really funny, but we do have a joke, you and I, about when I was younger, I was like fascinated with people whose families were 
divorced. And I know that it's not funny and I'm very grateful that you are not, but it was a weird thing. I think it's, you know, if I went to like a therapist, they would say like I had a very stable childhood and I craved a little drama. Boring childhood. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. Really how it started was there was a program at my school called Banana Splits and it was for people. (laughs) It's not really funny, but it was for people whose parents were split up. Right. And my memory of it was that we would be like in math class learning division and then the teacher would come in and take the banana splits and they would go and have like an ice cream party. So I would be like, why, you know, why? How, yeah, how yeah. selfish are my parents to stay together and I have to sit through this math lesson. And then my other thing was kids would say to the teacher, like they'd say, Where's, where's your homework? And they say, oh, it's at my dad's house. And I was like, you know, I've never, I never had the opportunity to use that as an excuse and so now that my dad is in Atlanta, I say to you, like, I'm going to dad's for the week. <laughs> and it's like, I, you know, my, dream I don't know, come true. my dream come true. Yeah, right. my 29-year-old self is living out my 12-year-old dream. But you know, we're not really separated. Yeah, no, legally. I know, I know. Yeah. But I can still say, like, I'll sometimes look at you and just like, I just want you to know, I think I'm going to spend Thanksgiving <laughs> with dad. <laughs> um, and it just works. But anyway, so... My, so it was just my mom and I, and I think it was like three weeks, I think it was early April, mm-hmm. when Murphy, our dog, got hit by a car. Yes. And it was like, I think three weeks think into quarantine. I think it was actually March, but yeah. Really? I think like so. end of March? Yeah. Okay, fact checkers here. Um, <laughs> you just roll with it, okay? Right, right. Um, so I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. So Murphy, our golden retriever not very well trained but heart of gold exactly and um one morning it was early it was about 7 30 was that correct uh, it was early was it was it? i mean latest eight okay you thought it was later again uh, these details right right okay right. it was the morning point. Yep. it was morning and i was sitting in the living room um and i saw somebody walk up like past the window we don't get much visitors up here (laughs) so my natural reaction was to be like mom someone's at the door i don't know why and it was kind of like a he was a built man you know jacked jacked yeah i mean not jacked maybe you should mention we do live on a very busy street we live on a very busy street and up a hill at the top of at the top of the hill so people aren't coming up and no trick-or-treaters no trick-or-treaters nope so he knocked on the door and I answered and he was visibly shaken and he said, I hit your dog. And it was so out of context that I remember in my mind, I was like, you, like you smacked him, you know, like you, you hit him across the face. Like, I know he's bad, but, and so I yelled for you and then you came and he was like pointed down and I looked and Murphy was like, he had, so he got, he was chasing a squirrel. Right. And he got hit by this, tr- it was a truck, like a pickup pickup truck. And he must have gotten hit and then turned around because he came like a little bit back up the hill, right? Yeah, I think he was sort of pushed out of the way by the truck. I mean, he was not run over. He wasn't run over, yes. Right. Yeah. And so, all for a squirrel. And so he had come a few steps up. So I looked down and he was like, looking up at me in this you know, this moment where we locked eyes. I thought we were going to lose him. So I just start going down the hill towards him. And I said to you, call dad. Because though he was in Atlanta, it was the only thing I knew to do. So I run down to Murphy. And he's like lying there. His mouth is bleeding a lot. 
and you know i held him got blood all over me and then the poor guy yeah he was he was more upset than he we was were. more upset than we were yeah. yeah and he came walking down the hill and i was like sobbing and he was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, it's okay. It's not your fault. And I'm like holding Murphy, who's like bleeding. I thought was bleeding out. Anyway, we called dad. Did we call him dad? Yes. Okay. We go, you called dad and then he said to call. Well, he said to go to the I don't know why we called him. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking back. What was he going to do? Yeah. We went to the hospital up in East Grand. But we couldn't get him into the car. So then you brought no. the car down. We had to get a blanket. And like shimmy him onto right. the blanket. Anyway, we go. He's okay. He had like a collapsed lung, some like you know, cuts Stitches, and yeah, yeah. A couple and, spots. But he was fine. And so we went to pick him up like a few hours, like that afternoon. Right. And they shaved. What we think maybe <laughs> too much. Maybe. They shaved. It's a little dramatic. Yes, like most of his body had the cone, and he was on some meds where he was very chill. But for the first few days, we were a little bit concerned. Like, he would go outside, and he would have the cone on shaved. And we'd be like, Murphy, you know, Murphy, come on. And he was just looking blankly. And I just said to my mom, like, I think we brought home a vegetable. Thought there was a traumatic We thought injury. maybe there was yeah. some brain stuff we wouldn't recover. And I said, like, he wasn't he wasn't Einstein before the accident. Right. But um, it was actually a little nice. It was actually really nice because yeah. he wasn't really hyper. Right. And he was I'm very like, low I maintenance. I have a dog like this. <laughs> he was very low maintenance. We were like, how can we get reorder these prescription pills? They're working for him. <laughs> anyway, that was just like the, the beginning of quarantine. Yeah, off um, to a good start. And But anyway, I think we've gotten into very good routines. We are routine yes. queens, I would say. I would say so too. We, um, we like our weekly meals. We plan them ahead of time. We get into our shows. And by, what would you say? There's usually a gray area. So if, say, it's 8 o'clock and we've just finished an episode of a show, yeah, it's probably more me than you. Probably 50-50 chance you'd watch Exactly. Episode. It's getting a little late for us. And I would say if you were to come up to our house at 8.45 on any night, the door is locked, the lights are out, and there's no sign of life. We're going upstairs. But, yeah, we got into routines and then we were, were laughing. we got up early in the morning. We got up, oh, we get up early. We're productive. We just like right. to go to bed early. But um, we were laughing because a lot of, like my siblings came home this summer. Right. And they all were- All at were, the same time. All at the same time. They were great, but you know, I was moved out of rooms. There was stuff all around. And I said to my mom, like, I've heard you say like, it's nice when we come home, but it's nice when we leave. And now I really understand I remember him. you saying that to me. It's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so true. I'm really looking forward to Christmas. Right. And then I'm looking forward to it being over. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, I understand that. So, um, so you may never be able to move out. I know. Wouldn't that be great for everyone? <laughs> um, okay. So now let's bring it back to some childhood stories. Just to embarrass myself a little bit more, what I want to ask you right. is, um, when did you know that I had that it factor? You know, that, that talent. Um, I think you were born with it, to be you honest think with you. Yes. In the hospital, you knew. I think I knew it was. I had given birth to something very special. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Finally. Do you remember the blog I wrote about? I mean, I know you remember the blog of the eighth grade play. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. Like, do you remember me ruining it? Um, I think I noticed. Really? Yeah. Oh. But you remember me being upset after? Yes. I yeah. Do. 
Um, I knew it was not going to alter your life in any real form, but I knew you were very upset. Oh, yeah, but also, you mean alter my life, like there wasn't going to be a casting agent coming to... I had a pretty good idea before the play that that was not going to happen. Um, I think you had the potential, but... Not the drive. That's what I hear a maybe, lot. Maybe. Um, I I remember like talking to you like I want to do I want to be an actress in L.A. Like I want to or I said I want to do movies and you're like why don't you start with plays? And I, was I like, did try to encourage you to do more school plays. Yeah. Well, look how they turned out though. Well, that was a one. I know, but, but it set the tone. Okay, so some of your favorite childhood stories of me. One that really stands out for me is when you were in seventh or eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And can I name the school? Or is of course, it like, yeah. At Girls Academy. Yep. Albany Academy for Albany Girls. Albany Academy for Girls. AAG. And you, I've always been somebody that just let it all. I mean, you did not hold back and hide anything. Right. So, open um, book, open book. Open book. <laughs> so um, I had Jack, who was probably then in, how old would he have been? Eight or so. Yeah. In the back seat, and we were just sitting in the parking lot, facing the gym, waiting for you to come out after, um, must have been lacrosse practice. And I see you come out the door of the gym and turn and head towards the car. And there was just, a, you know, it was just the lacrosse stick under the arm, the backpack, the bag, and the arm, you know, it was just... I can't really describe it except that Jack, who I did not even realize was watching you, all of a sudden said, Mom... I feel a big story coming. <laughs> and boy, did I deliver. You did deliver. And you got in the car. And you said, Mom, you're not going to believe what happened to me today. I was in the cafeteria. And Caroline Gersick was throwing out her apple. And it hit me in the eye. And I know it doesn't sound like anything, but it really hurt. So I decided to go walk down to the nurse's office. And my shirt was untucked. And Mr. So-and-so stopped me and said he was going to give me a detention for my shirt. And nobody realized how much my eye hurt. And it was just, took the whole car ride home to get through. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Poor you and Jack. That doesn't surprise me at all. I do remember, like, having a lot of explanations for things for you. Like, yes. okay, mom, I got in trouble, but wait, you know, hear me <laughs> out. Or, like, if I remember, like, you know, I didn't do well on a test. I'm like, well, I got this, but so-and-so uh, did, did worse, worse and yes. they cheated. There was so, always somebody who did Somebody worse. did worse. Yeah. And you're like, well, I'm not so-and-so's mom. And I'm like, but maybe you should think about. I also remember, um, this goes way back. You were probably two and a half or three and you and Michael were in the back seat in car seats and I was driving somewhere and he was being annoying and I said Michael you know knock it off leave Nancy alone and you said mom I'm just gonna ignore him <laughs> I've never forgotten that. I'm just, just gonna, gonna ignore him. him and I did and that was the maturity I showed at a young age yes you did always blame me for yelling at you when it was someone else's in a group but oh. it was well like if everybody's in the back misbehaving oh really was, but yes because your voice was always the no loudest. that okay i i stand by that today like yes. i have the loudest laugh mm-hmm. and i have the loudest voice in the family so i would always get in trouble and you know i don't want to out anyone but michael when we were growing up you had a strict one show a week policy yeah michael and i would try to sneak a show mm-hmm. so he like there were so many instances where we're watching it in the family room we hear you coming and he hides wimp right and so i'm like what am i gonna hide so i just i took the bullet a lot i think for a lot of things 
Yes, you were just out there. You know, you don't know how to quietly pinch somebody. It <laughs> no. has to be like a loud, <laughs> a big you <know>. show, a <laughs> big show. Yes. Yeah, you know, I just, I got, I bore, I bore the blame. I think a lot, a yeah. lot, and um, it shows now. My bitter um. <laughs> bitterness. Oh, and then the new junior year of college when I, you know, became a star student. Right. Do you remember what happened? Not really. Oh, I do. Kind of. I called you right. to tell you something I was proud of. So I called you and I said, Mom, I, I got a 3-9 this semester. Right. And what did you say? I believe I said, are you sure? Mm-hmm. And let's, <laughs> if we, if there was a therapist with us, there would be a lot to unpack here. Okay. I'm just going to explain. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I think you would agree with me that you were a late bloomer. Would yes. you say so? Yes, I think I'm still Socially, waiting to bloom. Socially, academically, yes. right. And I think you spent more time in high school entertaining your friends than paying attention to your teachers. Yes, okay. also an important job, but yes, right. true. I mean, you got by, you did fine. I got by, I did not try. Right. So, you know, fast forward, you get to college and all of a sudden you focus and mm-hmm. it's great and you did well. But I was just, you know, I think it was just, I was thrown back to your earlier years and it was... Mm-hmm. A surprise, and I just you sure that you read it correct? You know, no, no, yeah, they actually, you know, it's more realistic that she's illiterate than she got a three nine. <laughs> no, you know, this also reminds me of in seventh grade, Miss Haas, my history teacher. Mm-hmm. She it was the first test of the year, and she said, um, "There's one person in the in the grade who got a perfect a hundred. Who do you guys think it is?" And we sat there until every student in the class was guessed until it was me and the answer was me. And I think she knew that they would be shocked. So, But I think you try to, I mean, it's like Nancy knows nothing. You're coming off as I'm like I'm self-deprecating. You yes, you are very self-deprecating. Yeah. And I will always be proud of that 3-9. <laughs> Thank you. Will you believe it, it though? Or not, Whether it was know. real or not. No, it's true. I was not like a... Even in college, like my friends say, like I would usually get up before class. Remember I did that in high school too. And Jack would be like, she does her work before school. Yes. I need like a, I need actually like a physical gun to the head and then I'll do it. The other thing that I think of is the contrast between you and Michael. Um, Not just height. Right, right. This is my brother who is (laughs) 6'4 and we're like 17 months apart. You are. Yeah. And this is how I used to explain to people the difference between you and Michael. If you were, you were a year apart in high school? Mm-hmm. Two years. Two years yeah. apart. Okay, so say it's his junior year and he's driving to school, okay? So if you're leaving at, say, 7.25, at 7 a.m., he's downstairs perfectly dressed in his button-down shirt and his khakis, eating a bowl of cereal, watching Saved by the Bell. Mm-hmm. Every okay. morning. And you would stroll down about 7.20 <laughs> in your shirt and um, boxers. And boxers, and you'd take your uniform skirt out of your lacrosse bag, which was rolled up in a ball. From the day before. And then you'd say, do you have an idea where my shoes are? <laughs> no, that's, that's a pretty accurate picture. And Very accurate. And say, how can you lose a pair of shoes? Yeah, how can you lose a pair of shoes? And I'm like, listen. But, you know, the difference is you didn't really care. No. I mean, he is, you know, I also say when when you guys had lacrosse practice, again, if you were being picked up at 5, at 4.45, Michael's standing at the door with his lacrosse bag and a stick. Mm-hmm. When are they coming? When are they coming? When are they coming? 
And I say, you were down the street looking at somebody's new puppy. Right. Without a care in the world. No, no idea. (laughs) I think the common theme is a lack of caring throughout my whole life. I think he's just uh, laid back. I'm just laid back, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. Um, Okay, so lastly... We, I wanted to talk about because you, we have a lot of sayings that like your mom passed down or mm-hmm. said to you that you say to me, and I'm I'm always screwing sayings up, I think, <laughs> and I always never know like what they mean. So I thought we made a little list of ones that you're. I think most of them are what your mom said. Yeah, I'm not saying she made them up. But no, 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 but that, that she would say a lot. Yes, us. of course, yes, of course. Yes. So the first is cream always rises to the top. The cream always yeah. The cream always rises. I don't get the double meaning. I get the so physical. You do about how cream Cream rises. does rise so, to the top. Okay. So the theory is, you know, you get a job and you're offered a promotion and we'd say, I can't believe she goes, Well, I'm not surprised. Is the cream you know, the best Oh, so rises cream to the is top. the best. Okay. Right, right. Okay. Right, okay. Right. Okay. Wet leaves are like ice. Yeah, it's self-explanatory. It's just my mother was very nervous oh. about us driving, and I can't oh. tell you how many times she we heard that. that as we'd leave the door, I'd leave the house to drive to school. I if thought there was, was going to any... be, like, another meaning. No, no, no. It's <laughs> just, just like, like a saying, like... It's slippery. <laughs> <laughs> it's slippery, yeah. Wet leaves are like ice. Yes. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I do know yeah, that one. You get that one. And that okay. one makes sense. Right. Chip off your block is kind of another way of saying that, Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. This one I think. Although was... I would say apple doesn't. Block, it's more negative. Oh, really? Yes. Like, say you have a friend who is mean, and I happen to know the parents. You'd and say, I'd say the, the apple, apple doesn't fall far. Oh, so, okay. So it's not really. We have a few neighbors remember like that. That. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I just whispered that <laughs> to the mic, so I'll cut that out. Um. Yes. No, we don't yes. want to throw anybody on the bus, but you know. Right. You're not surprised by people's behavior when you know. Exactly. And that's all they know. Right. Bad parenting. Um, this one I think actually dad's a, my dad's grandmother used to say, but I just love it. And it's for like when um, like parents who their kids can do no wrong. Right. And they say, there goes the parade. Everyone's out of step except my Jimmy. Exactly. And I just love it. And there's so yeah. many families like that, that or parents that are like, you know, it's yeah. never their kid's fault. You don't want to peak too early. We kind of already touched on this, but your mom used to say that. And, you know, I listened to that. I don't know if she was just saying it to make us feel better or if she really didn't Mm -hmm. think you should peak too early. I think my sister, Kathy, I believe, was in eighth grade at our parochial school, and they have a May Day festival every year. Oh. And one person is selected to be the May Queen. My gosh. And she was not. And if you know my sister Kathy, that would have been devastating right, for right. her. Right, and she deserved to be it. Yep, absolutely. And I think my mother just to make her feel better is like, well, you don't want to peak. peak you know, <laughs> You'll be the May Queen in your thirties. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. No, but there it comes in handy if you're not th- chosen as the prom queen in yes. high school. It's like, yeah. Well, also there's like I think a very true stereotype about kids who were really popular in high school, like mm-hmm. they. They usually they don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know. I'm still waiting. I think I'm like up I on. I think you're still, I think you're getting close. <laughs> Dude, I'm hoping like, I'm hoping like 30, 31. Yeah. I'll good. start the peak. It's a good time. Yeah. I want to thank you for coming on. I know you were not super excited, but um, I really appreciate it. Anything for you. Thank you. Um, and listen, I've, I can't, I can only speak for myself. I had a great time in quarantine with you. <laughs> 
and hopefully it's not for much longer. But I do think maybe um, I'm going to have a little separation anxiety once I fly the nest. <laughs> I think it's going to be difficult for both of us. I think it is too. So we're not going to make any rash decisions. No, no. I don't think we're going to rush into anything. Yeah. We'll ease it out. All right. Well, listen, um, it's time for you to get behind the camera. But um, I really appreciated this time. And I wish you all the best on your future endeavors. My pleasure. All right. Thank bye. you.